everybody. Welcome to another episode of Faithful. My name is Emma. My name is Christina. And today, as you probably saw from our title, we're going to be talking about saints, which I have no experience with whatsoever, as I <laughs> grew up in a, um, oh, uh, what is the word? I grew up in a, a non-denominational Christian church, and... Well, like, we mentioned that, like, saints were a thing for other religions, but, like, that we didn't really, like, do much with them. But I'm super, so I'm super excited to hear Christina talk to us about it today. Yeah, um, this is actually kind of another themed episode, because, uh, when this comes out, it is going to be coming out the same weekend as the Feasts of All Saints and All Souls in the Catholic Church. Oh, wow! Um... This is going to be one of the more kind of educational episodes, uh, so I will do my best to keep it interesting. I have some fun facts and trivia uh, that we that I am excited to share with y'all. Um, quick uh, upfront is that uh, I am obviously not a trained theologian. Uh, most of this is honestly coming from reading on Wikipedia, um, <laughs> but that did have some pretty decent sources that I just didn't read the actual sources for. So. Um, all Saints Day is celebrated November 1st. It is a celebration of literally just anyone who has ever been considered a saint in the Catholic Church, official or unofficial, uh, canon or fanon, if you will. Um, <laughs> and then All Souls is, is a day that celebrates uh, all of those who have passed on. Gotcha. Uh, so that they are different. They're not much different. And both of them probably were positioned at the time of year when they were in order to kind of absorb the absorb the pagan traditions of All Hell's Eve. Um, sure. If you're interested in that, there's probably plenty of history podcasts that would love to tell you about uh, All Hallows' Eve and how uh, Christianity kind of absorbed various traditions. Yeah. Uh, but that's not me, because I didn't do research for that. <laughs> um... So I figured we could start this episode by asking, Emma, what is a saint? Well, okay, so my understanding of a saint is it is a person who actually lived, who um, did something um, that was considered, like, extremely good, like, on a much higher scale than just, like, normal good things people mm -hmm. would do by the Catholic Church, and was, like, inducted into this sort of hall of fame of good people who have existed in the Catholic church mm -hmm. as like yeah. a role model and stuff for people. That is, that is actually a very good definition and understanding. <laughs> good. Okay. Yeah. Great. Good job. Good job. I'll send you a gold star. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the actual like dictionary definition of saint is a person who is recognized as having an exceptional degree of holiness or a similarity slash closeness to God. And as far as, like, actual, like, official saints, um, they appear in Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox Christianity, the Anglican Church, uh, the Oriental Orthodox Church, and in, like, the Lutheran Church. Oh. Um, and similar figures appear in other religions that uh, I will come across later in the episode. Um, for those religions that I mentioned, Roman Cat uh, Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, the Anglican Church, Anglicanism, I think, uh, Oriental Orthodoxy, uh, and, uh, Lutheranism, 
uh, literally every single faithful person who uh, who has died and is now in heaven is considered a saint. Oh, uh, wow. And just that some of them are more honored or revered than others. Sure. Um, the actual, the process of officially recognizing saints is called canonization within the Catholic Church and glorification within the Eastern Orthodox Church. Got it. Um, and they, like, there are various, like, ways that you can become a saint. Um, in, like, the Catholic Church, um, a lot of, like, saints were people who lived at some point or in some cases were just, like, legends that became that like got absorbed and like reformatted into christian like myths and legends Mm -hmm. and then like groups different groups of people would like form and gather around like this one story of a saint like putting themselves under this one saint's like protection and like guidance that kind of a thing sure yeah and actually like most and up until uh up until like pope the time of pope innocent the 3rd which if i had to guess would be sometime around like the sometime in like the 1300s maybe mm-hmm. um but up until then literally the process was like if enough people believe that if enough people in a group believe that this one person was a saint and had some kind of connection to divine power and they were doing divine will then the local bishop would just, like, canonize them, like, yep, you're a saint. <laughs> this is a saint now. Um, <laughs> but then Pope Innocent III, again, sometime in, like, the 1300s or whatever, decreed that now only the Pope could actually, like, verify saints. That makes sense to me, that you would do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of it was maybe to, like, maybe to just cut down on the sheer number of saints, but also maybe, like, Easy, make them easier to keep track of and like easier to spread worship of because like if they're if they're coming in from multiple sources it's going to be harder to keep track of and like regulate or like standardize or whatever but mm-hmm. if they're only coming from one source then it's much easier to control which like given the history of the catholic church is not entirely surprising <laughs> um so when when the pope made that decision though like would that did that like uncanonize any of the like no. random saints? Okay. No, no. There there are some people who have like been revoked as saints because the Catholic Church has has decided like like this person almost certainly did not actually exist in real life. Oh, okay. That they are like either this person is entirely fictitious or their actual real life was not at all associated with any of the things that this saint is said to have done. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, before I forget, um, the the religions that I mentioned earlier, like, like there are lots of other figures in different religions that are non-Christian based nowadays that are also called saints, um, especially by like religious historians. Mm. Uh, and those are pretty much just like any significant religious figure, like uh, like Sikh gurus. Those count as, those those are often referred to as saints. Oh, okay, sure. Um, the the role of a saint is essentially like an intercessor, uh, miracle worker, and or like someone who is a very good teacher and or leader. Um, the role of the saint is like to uh, the role of the saint is like to essentially like serve as like a middleman, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Like in, in the Catholic Church, the idea is that uh, the idea is that praying to praying for a saint's intercession is saying like like hi, I have this request, and then you give it to the saint who is supposed to like specifically like take it to God or whatever to be answered. The way I can think of it, honestly, is like if you're calling into the helpline, it's like knowing the extension number of the person that you need to talk to, as opposed mm-hmm. to just sitting in the general call line for hours. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I love the idea, like, because I, when I picture that, I picture, like, um, just, like, a mail room or something, and all of the saints are, like, have a desk, and, like, prayers get plopped down on their desk, and they have to, like, sort them to where they're supposed to go. Yeah. That's also a good comparison. <laughs> I like, I just like the visual of like actual like like the saints like physically taking prayers and giving them to God. Yeah, I think that's fun. <laughs> that that's something that I could definitely see happening in like the Good Place. Oh yeah, that sure. One, that one new like angel comedy that Daniel Radcliffe is in. Oh yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but we should put that on our list. That would be fun to watch. Yeah. Um. Uh, before I forget, um, in the Catholic Church in particular, saints are anyone who, amid their faults and failings, kept moving forward and proved pleasing to the Lord. Um, saints are not made or created, but they are recognized. Okay. Like, the the church is very, very strict on, like, the fact that, like, that you do not create a saint. Like, no one is responsible for the creation of a saint for the formation, like, I I decided I'm going to be a saint, or mm-hmm. I or like I decided you're going to be a saint. Mm-hmm. It's very much so something that has to be like done of their own, done done without necessarily like like deliberate outside human interference. Sure. <laughs> and then gets like recognized later. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Uh. Something that people might be a little bit aware of is that um the actual like the process of like once a once a catholic saint goes through like the process of official recognition um like their bodies are considered holy and there also are like relics so like objects that have like significant like focus in prayer or are supposed to carry like some kind of spiritual weight um if you want to learn more about relics or if you'd be interested in me telling y'all about more more about relics in an episode on Faithful, uh, send us an email and I could put that in the docket. If not, I may or may not remember to actually put it in the episode list. <laughs> um, there's different, like, steps in, like, Catholic, like, the official recognition process of Catholic sainthood, but it's basically just going through different stages of, like, investigation and acceptance. Sure. Um, and it can t- it is supposed to take a very long time because, like, the requirement for a Catholic saint to be officially recognized is that there have to be at least two miracles that were that were enacted after this person died. After they died? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like I prayed, I prayed to Saint Boniface, and my cancer was healed, even though he's been dead for fifty years. Oh wait, but they have that has to happen before that they become saints. Yeah, that, like, well, the miracles have to be, like, verified, like, during the process of, like, official recognition, during canonization. Okay. 
Like, the church has to be able to go and, like, say, like, we have evidence of two miracles that happened after this person died. So, like, they could not have been physically able to do them while they were alive, so they have to show the power of, like, intercessory prayer. Okay, yeah. No, I think I understand. So, so that requires that people, like, pray to them like they are saints before they're actually recognized? Yeah. Like, because, yeah. but because they've been submitted as, like, somebody who could be a saint? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think there was, um, for a while, like, real-world, like, Catholic church context here, um, there was a priest, uh, who was referred to as Padre Pio for a while, well, during his life and now after his life as well, um, but he, uh, I think he died sometime in, like, the, like, the, maybe, like, the nine. I'm just gonna say the latter half of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Like, he was alive long enough to meet with Pope John Paul II. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, since he is a relatively recent, uh, recent death, uh, like, there was a very, and, like, now we have social media, uh, there was a very big push for him to be canonized, but they had to wait until they had, like, the official miracle recognition. Even though he displayed a lot of divine power within his life. Sure, that makes sense. That, it's kind of, it's kind of a weird, like, waiting process. Mm-hmm. And also, then, like, sometimes they just take a really long time. Like, I think Joan of Arc's canonization took a very long time because, uh, because during her life she was fighting against the English Sure, yeah. And at that time, I think maybe the Pope was English, or was getting a lot of pushback from English clergy. So it took a very long time for yeah, her to be canonized, which, made, which makes me sad, but she was eventually canonized, which makes me glad. Yes, <laughs> I love her. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I have a whole, I have a plan for us to do a whole separate episode dedicated to her closer to her feast day. Please. Oh, that's all I want. <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I'm... Like, like, real-world context here, like, Joan of Arc is, like, my my confirmation saint. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the Catholic Church, when you are officially confirmed as, like, a full adult in the Catholic Church, yeah. um, a lot of the times you take a confirmation name, which is just, which, like, goes between your middle and your last names. Mm. Um, and mostly it's, like, saint names. Like, my brother's is uh, St. Gregory, who is the patron saint of music. And mine is uh, and mine is Joan of Arc because she's rad. <laughs> and that's the kind of that's the kind of person that I would want looking out for me, both in this life and the spiritual life. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's honestly kind of the most of it for the Catholic uh, for the Catholic parts of saints. Uh, I'm gonna kind of glance over, like, the rest of the- over, like, other religions who definitely have saints. Um, just because there's a lot of them and I took more notes than I- than I remembered that I did. (laughs) No, that's fine. Um, in the Orthodox religions, well, like, in, like, in Eastern Orthodox Church and also presumably Western Orthodoxy, um, anyone who is in heaven is a saint, uh, and it does not necessarily reflect any, like- moral like any specific moral virtues but more so that you are able to communicate with god um and they don't uh they don't need 
miracles to confirm a saint. They just need to have led a virtuous life. Sure. Um, uh, in Oriental Orthodoxy, uh, saints are uh, canonized by different methods, but Wikipedia didn't tell me what those were. <laughs> um, in Anglicanism, uh, they do popular votes for saints, essentially, and in the sense of like they're just people who are elevated by popular opinion as a pious and holy person. Um, All right. Anglicans tend to take the view of like saints as elder siblings and our role models. Um, and instead of like having miracles, they have to be someone who has been quote unquote transformed by virtue, whatever that means. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's probably a lot to be read into there, but I don't feel like reading into it. That's fair. <laughs> um, in Lutheranism, uh, in the Lutheran Church, all Christians are saints, no matter what. If you're a Christian, you're a saint. Um, <laughs> people who are, like, saints with a capital S are people who have received exceptional grace, um, who are sustained by their faith, and whose good works are an example to others. Uh, you cannot pray to the saints, but the saints pray for you. So, like, oh, you, yeah. can't, you, can't call, you can't call their number on the extension line. They're just there to help. That makes sense. Uh, in the Methodist Church, um, they don't, like, have any particular bond with the saints. Um, but the Methodist Church also qualifies all Christians as saints, and especially if you are a biblical uh, figure or a martyr. That makes um, sense. In some other Protestant religions, uh, just Christians are saints. Um are sometimes only if you were a Christian who was specifically a convert and then was baptized in their church. Um, but that includes Mormonism, uh, where as long as you've been baptized into the Christian church, aka in this case the Mormon church, you are a saint. Wow, interesting. Uh, and the latter, actually, like the Latter Day Saints, the LDS thing, is because, oh. uh, according to the Mormon Church, they believe that they are in like the latter days, so the last days before Jesus's second coming, and they are saints, so they are the Latter Day Saints. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, in the various uh, African diaspora religions, uh, which include Santeria, uh, Voodoo, Orisha Shango, uh, Umbanda, and Candomblé. And I apologize if I pronounced any of those wrong. <laughs> I am very white and I am doing my best without right. having actually looked at the pronunciations beforehand. Um, interestingly, a lot of those um, adopted uh, various Christian and Catholic saints and then kind of like combined their own spirits and deities with the saints. Mm. Um, so like you might have a, you might have like the Catholic saint of... Actually, you know what? I don't want to misquote, so let me pull something up real quick. Sure. Because that is the last thing that I want to do. Oh, okay. Um, fun. Okay, so looking into research, um, in particular, I'm, refer I'm referring here to the uh, Wikipedia page on uh, Haitian Vodou. Mm -hmm. Um, there some saints that have been uh, conflated with uh, the traditional uh, Loa and spirits and deities are uh are papa legba who is a guardian of the crossroads mm -hmm. uh he is associated with saint anthony the hermit uh who is a christian saint 
and uh, he was he was essentially like a lifelong traveler. So that's how they connected that. Sure. Um, or uh, there is uh, or there's there is a Loa called uh, Dumbala who is related to uh, the mind, intellect, and cosmic equilibrium as well as the sky, and he is conflated with uh, Saint Patrick. Um, who doesn't seem to have a whole lot in common, but maybe they just had similar aesthetics that I'm not getting from my Wikipedia readings. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> um, also, again, white. <laughs> um, something I found that was really interesting is that uh, in some of those di- uh, diaspora religions, um, the people who are, like, the, sp- the saints and spirits that they worship are worshipped in churches as saints, and then in various, like, religious festivals as like the deities Mm -hmm. so it's like everyone has two faces and they just one face is worshipped in the church and one face is worshipped outside of the church gotcha which is like really interesting yeah um in buddhism uh there there are uh arhats again pronunciation is extremely just all over the place i apologize (laughs) um like, people who have achieved nirvana are considered equivalent to saints. Um, okay. In Hinduism, uh, saints are generally people who get, like, recognized by, like, gaining a big following, um, mm. which inclu- which includes gurus, uh, swamis, and yogis. Yeah. And some of these people are given, like, are revered with godlike status, and other times they are seen as incarnations of one of the various uh, Hindu gods. Oh, like Vishnu. yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. In Islam, uh, saints are often called uh, Wali, or Wali, maybe, uh, which which actually literally means friend of God. Um, <laughs> notably, they are much more common in uh, Sunni Islam than in Shiite Islam. Okay. Apparently because there is a particular, like, like way of learning in Sunni in Sunni Islam, which is, uh, called, who were called the Sufis, they were more mystics, but they were much more common. And then, uh, they, like, who are much more common, so they have more saints. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, there's an equivalent in Judaism, uh, they are called, uh, Zadik, T-Z-A-D-I-K. Um, in, in, a, in, uh, Sikhism, uh, Saints are actually called Sants, S-A-N-T, um, which if I had to guess was probably a loan word from, uh, from the Spanish who probably first encountered, uh, Sikhs in general. Um, and, uh, Sants are the ones who have been graced with knowledge of the divine God. Alright. But yeah, uh, the, so I mentioned earlier that my, uh, that my, like, my confirmation saint, my patron saint is Joan of Arc. Uh, also known as uh, Jean, as uh, Jane. God, I can't pronounce French. Um, Joan yeah. of Arc. Jean. Yeah. Jean of Arc. It's yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, like each in the Catholic Church, each each saint gets a feast day, which they usually end up having to share with others, just because there's a lot. There are more saints that the Catholic Church recognizes than there are years, <laughs> than, than there are days in the year. Um, uh, her particular symbols, because, like, every saint also gets symbols. Uh, her symbols are her armor, her banner, and her sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is, and, like, each saint also gets, like, a specific, like, 
patronage, like something that they are specifically, like, supposed to help with. Yeah, sure. So, like, one of the most common is St. Anthony. You pray to St. Anthony when you have lost something. Ah, yes. <laughs> like, there's even a special prayer that you can say to help to have him help you find things. <laughs> um, and uh, Jean's is that uh, she is the patron saint of France, uh, of people ridiculed for their piety, and also martyrs, and also France, because Natch. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, like, all the formal notes that I have, but I have some fun little, like, media and culture facts. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so, uh, here are some of the most random saints, uh, with, like, random patronages. Um, Saint Isidore is the patron saint of the internet. (laughs) Uh, there's a, there's a saint named Saint Friard, F-R-I-A-R-D. Uh, who is the patron saint against the fear of wasps? Because uh, according to his according to his myth, history, whatever you want to call it, uh, his tormentors were chased by a swarm of wasps, <laughs> which is real ridiculous. That's awesome. Um, and then there is Saint Catherine of Alexandria, who is the patron saint of the University of Paris, <laughs> and also of knife sharpeners. <laughs> Um, particularly relevant to you, Emma, are uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, who is the patron saint of schools and students. Oh, good. Uh, and that. also uh, St. Dymphna, who is the patron saint of mental health, anxiety, and stress. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I mean, also relevant to me, so. <laughs> um, I found one notable example of a fictional saint gaining some awareness in the media um, and that is Saint Grobian, G-R-O-B-I-A-N, uh, who is the patron saint of vulgar behavior and coarse people. <laughs> um, excuse me. Uh, he was made up by Sebastian Brandt, uh, who was a satirist in 1494. Uh, and then he appeared, like, he got so popular that other people started writing him into their literary works. <laughs> Usually as an example of, like, what not to do. Kind of like a goofus and gallant kind of thing. Sure, yeah. But yeah, I was like, that's really interesting. Um, as far as, like, representation of, like, actual saints in media, the sure. most common ones are usually like, oh, if there's a priest, they'll... Or not if there's a priest. If, if there's a police officer and they're Catholic or they're Irish, they'll usually have some kind of devotion to St. Michael the Archangel because he is... He is the protector of, like, policemen and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And maybe also soldiers, among other things. Sure. Um, St. Nicholas is the patron saint of thieves. Apparently they ca- that came up in the librarians, I think. Um, and then there's also St. Christopher, who is the patron saint of travelers. And I saw something on TV Tropes about a time traveler wearing a St. Christopher medal, so... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, And as far as, like, saints and fiction, I didn't find an awful lot. Um, Apparently, the actual, like, Catholic saint, um, St. Francis Xavier, shows up a lot in, like, Japanese, like, literature of the times, and sometimes in anime and manga, because he actually, like, was a missionary to Japan. Oh. And apparently just did a lot of, like... Did a lot of like making uh, Tokugawa real upset about his missionary work. 
<laughs> he uh, he apparently did a lot of nagging of the actual Shogun. Um, <laughs> which is like, he I don't think he was killed by Tokugawa, so like, good for him. <laughs> um, there's an actual fictional thing, uh, you, you may or may not have heard about it, uh, called Saint Seiya. It is an anime and manga. I've never heard of that, but my friend oh, okay. might um, it's, the, the main, like, the five main chosen boys are called saints, um, and mm. they don't have any, like, real, like, religious, like, strength behind them. Their, their shtick is that they have, they have, like, cosmic energy powers, and they get to wear armor associated with constellations. I think in this case, the saint title was maybe just used because it was an easy shorthand. Sure. Um... In in the Green Day jukebox musical American Idiot, uh, there is men- they make up their own uh, saint whose name is Saint Jimmy, and he's the patron saint of denial. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that is actually like the last of it. I kind of wow. Yeah, so saints honestly like I expected to find a lot more about like saints being portrayed in like fiction and media than i actually did Interesting. um i i have to imagine that part of this is just because like maybe because of like marketability like mm. if if you are making something with the intention of having it be marketed then you need to have it be like relatable and a lot of the times like saints are maybe not as well explained as they could be Sure. Um, which causes a lot of confusion, and then people would just rather, I'm just, I'd rather put, uh, I'd rather have a priest featured here. I'm not going to worry about including any saints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that makes sense. Unfortunate, but. So, it, I guess, is there no, like, um, like, Catholic kids programming, like, TV shows and stuff? That, cartoons and whatnot? Honestly, I couldn't quite tell you. I okay. I think mostly because a lot of when when you're trying to like simplify things down to like like you know like a like a Veggie Tales level sure the differences between the Catholic Church and a lot of like and a lot of more general Christian uh or a lot of more unspecified or or less specific Christian uh, sure. denominations like the differences are a lot less when you're making kids programming. Right, okay. And, like, and also just because some of the things that are, like, so, some of the more nitty-gritty differences between Catholicism and other Christian denominations are things that you only really can grasp once you're an adult, so they don't bother, sure. like, trying to teach you about it as a kid. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. Like, I think I had the most common, like, Catholic media for, like, about the saints is usually, like, kids' books. yeah. Like, oh, hey, I have, like, I have a, a book of saints that's about, that, like, features all the saints, and I got it at my first communion, or whatever. Gotcha, yeah, I was I was just gonna ask how you would learn about the saints as a kid, but, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, that's, that's saints, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that was really interesting. I had no idea that saints, uh, like work across so many different cultures and beliefs and stuff that's really interesting yeah um i should also note that at some point i would very much so like to come back to like 
do a much more in-depth look at like the various like uh at the various like african diaspora religions because oh sure those are something that I know very little about, but I find very interesting, especially with absorbing and, like, modifying parts of other religions into this one new, unified, really unique belief system. Yeah, it's super interesting. I would love to know more about that. Yeah, uh, that also would be something that I would love to have a guest on to help me explain. So yeah. maybe someone who actually uh, actually is black and, like, follows one of those uh, one of those belief systems that I mentioned yeah. earlier. Or, because... or, like, knows somebody who does, like a yes. grandma or something. Yeah. Some, someone with first-hand experience. Yes. <laughs> um, so if you, if you know someone who might be interested in talking about that, get them in touch with me, please. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm good for wrap-up if you are. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Christina. That was really interesting. (laughs) Thank you. I try. (laughs) That's the end of our episode today. Uh, And so here's our outro. Faithful is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. You can be heard on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pippa, and like anywhere else you can find podcasts. Except there's like one you can't, but it's... It's fine. You'll figure it out. I trust you. Um, our theme music is Star of Something Beautiful, courtesy of Ketza. Uh, and we can be reached through an email at faithfulpod at gmail.com or through our Twitter at faithfulpods. And since we're a new podcast and we don't have a huge listenership yet, please rate and review us whenever you are listening and, and you think that And if you think that somebody would enjoy our podcast or, like, we're going to talk about a certain topic or something you think they'd like, please recommend us to them. Because that's really the only way our word gets out there, and we would Mm -hmm. appreciate it a lot. We would very much so appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Just think about Saints for the rest of your week. That's your homework. Yeah, I mean, but this is, like, the really, like, low-stakes homework. Yeah. It's like, just think about it, and then, like, we'll talk about it later in the week. Yeah. (laughs) We'll come back to our book club and, like, discuss our thoughts about it. It's gonna be fine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, in the meantime, let's keep keep the faith. faith. (laughs) We did it. We remember the (laughs) sign-off. Okay. Hey, you back? Yes. Okay, cool.